0: I'm going to really need my dessert back. You can't have it.
1: I found it. You may have found it, but it is my dessert. And I'm asking for it back. Nope. Well, you're going to have to fight me. Fight you? Yes. Sandman style. Sandman style. Like in Sandman. Oh! I am a goat. Fierce and irrational, I'm coming for you. All right. Then I am a cat who shall eat you. Well, then
0: I am a dog who's going to come after that cat who ate that goat.
1: Well, then I am a stick who beats the dog. Who ate the cat who ate the goat.
0: Then I am fire, and I shall burn the stick that beat the dog, That ate the cat, that ate the goat.
1: Then I shall be water, quenching the fire That burned the stick that beat the dog, That ate the cat, that ate the goat. Then I
0: shall be an ox who drinks the water That quenched the fire that burnt the stick That beat the dog that ate the cat, that ate the goat. Then I
1: will be the butcher Hello, that slaughters that ox that drank the water, that Chops quenched the fire, today. that burnt the stick, and beat the dog, that bit the cat, that ate the Sausage, goat. Please. Then
0: I shall be the angel of death that kills the butcher that slaughtered the ox, that drank the water, quenched the fire, burnt the stick, beat the dog, ate the cat, ate the goat. Then I
1: shall be, be the
0: angel of death. What? that I kills the butcher that slaughtered the ox that drank the water, quench the fire right. burnt the stick. Beat and the dog will ate, cat, ate, goat.
1: slay the angel of death. I shall you killed the butcher that slaughtered the ox what? that drank the water, that quenched the God fire, that burnt the stick that beat and the, and the dog that ate the cat, that All ate right. the goat that and our I father will will bought for s- to slay the angel of death. I shall killed the butcher that slaughtered the ox that drank the water, Cat I love that holiday traditions. Thank you so much for joining me. and I will see you again next week. I love holiday traditions. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and I will see you again next week. Didn't want that to end. I hope that wasn't too disorienting. I have used something in the creation of this show, something called a time mirror. A time mirror is like a regular light mirror, I hope that with time. Too Have you ever stood between two mirrors? So there's a mirror. I'm having trouble saying the word now because I've said it too many times. There's a mirror in front of you and a mirror in back of you. And you look in them and you get like an infinity thing going on. You're the only thing blocking the light. Otherwise, it would bounce around there for infinity. And I'm doing that with mirrors. So I have a time mirror in front, a time mirror in back. And that's a way of sorting... Bouncing time and catching it so we can experience all of it at once. The future and the past, all together, here, right now, on this show. Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White, and I will see you again next week. That's the only problem, as you see, you keep bouncing up against the end and the beginning of things. Hi, I'm Hardy White. Welcome. Today, we're going to talk about how to be in the moment, if the moment is all moments. Oh, have you ever heard the expression, you're trying to be all things to all people while you're wearing multiple hats? What kind of hats are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing a hat that is my role as a broadcaster. I'm wearing another hat that says, world's best milkman. I guess it's a novelty hat. Here's another one that said, I served on a U.S. submarine that I didn't serve on. Listen, I just bought it at the gift shop. Why do they sell them if they aren't intended to be worn by people who aren't in the Navy? I needed a hat. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to steal anybody's honor or anything like that. Another hat I have is from the Varsity restaurant in Atlanta. And it's an old-timey hat paper hat, the kind they used to wear when they would serve hot dogs and hamburgers. The government would say, you need to cover one of the corners of your head when you serve these things. And it should be, the hat should be made from paper and at a jaunty angle like that. So that's another hat. And that is what mirrors are all about. And I will see you again next week. Welcome. Listen, to be in the middle of things is easy. And you say, how can I live if the future and the past are all happening at once like that? Well, they sort of are anyway. Because the, the past, you're sort of sitting on it like a foundation, like a wall made out of the skulls of your ancestors, except they're still alive and they're talking. And every time that they open their mouth to talk, they accidentally bite your butt because you're sitting on it. Don't sit on a wall like that. Go on a regular one. Because things like that, a lot of walls, if they're made out of magic... I find, can hurt your, either irritate your skin or do some sort of damage. It's not made for the human spine. The way toilets aren't. I know that people have said, oh, why do we toilet the way we do? I know that's not a verb. I'm, I'm off to toilet. Everything is really a verb. If you just use a noun, uh, take a noun and then noun it, and then you're verbing. So I'd say like, like a guitar. What are you doing? I'm guitaring. Really? I'm guitar playing. I don't know. So that's what I do. That's how I use language. That's not the right way to use it. Is it? Not? It's a a very flexible thing, language. You can stick it right down between the window and the car door and pop any lock. That's not yours. And take the car. Hijack it, even. Those are ideas. I take them, I steal them. I'd steal, it's not stealing ideas, I'm just taking them on a joyride. And I'm bringing, not bringing them back, but I'm abandoning them after I'm done with them. Say, I don't know, that idea smelled funny. Probably it was me. I probably put the smell in that idea. I liked the Three Stooges until you talked about them too much. That's like leaving a stink in a rental car. It is, isn't it? Now you have ruined it for you. You've ruined a lot of music for me, too. What? Well, I don't know. I feel like if you like a band, I don't like it. Oh, friend, you're just being silly. I am. I love you. I love you. Hug. Um, So that's the voices in my head I always try to make peace with. I try to never go to bed angry with myself or anybody else for that matter. But I really don't like to, to beat up on myself. I used to do. Do you remember the movie, the Pink Panther movies? Do you remember those? All right, now forget them. Let's see if there's another way we can approach this. But this fella had someone sneak up on him to practice his kung fu. Now you could do that. I'll sneak up on you and do kung fu. You gotta specify what kind of style. Say I wanna sneak up on me, do drunken drunken master. So all right, that's gonna be the easiest thing to do, especially if you call me late or something like that. Yeah, Hardy, I need you to stop by and do drunken master. Oh, your timing is exquisite. I will stumble right over and then and roll around on the ground while you kick me. That's my version of it. There's lots of versions. It's not a, it's a, mainly it's a form within a bunch of other styles. Hungar has a drunken form. I have a drunken form in my Kung Fu. I do a Kung Fu. I made it up. It's just for exercise. Do you remember that one that was a while back? It was a exercise, but it was just, uh, what was Tai Bo, I think it was, but it wasn't, it was just to burn fat, not to thwart enemies. So that's interesting. Say so this one is not, it's a non-combat <clears throat> martial art. So, and I've done that too with my Shemp where you just, you know, boop, 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 and you just kind of pretend to slap people. And, and you do it for fun and, and just to extra, just getting out there and moving around. I like to get out and move my body around say, do you exercise? Well, what's exercise? It's movement. And I like to do it by being being silly. I don't mind being silly. I'll go out there and uh, uh, act a fool bodily. Um, Usually try to do it in private because it's, you know, it scandalizes people to, oh, look, there's a grown person acting like a monkey. Rolling around. So you have to call it Kung Fu. You go, oh, yes, I'm doing a monkey form Kung Fu. I'm not, though. I'm just pretending to be a monkey. I'm sorry that I'm old, but I just, my body wants to play. It wants to jump around sometimes. I want to make wild arm movements. And my doctor says that's good. says, whatever you do, if you want to jump around, pretend you're a rabbit, I do. And I'm having trouble because I've looked into it and I'm not sure there's a rabbit form. Which is weird because their their hind legs seem lethal. I think rabbits can tear you up. I think they're I think they're deadly. I asked Jimmy Carter. Welcome. This is what I was telling you about before, where the beginning keeps flipping back on the ending. And the ending is the beginning. And the middle, well, the middle is still the middle. How's that happen? I'm not so sure it does happen. I guess we're the middle. Yeah, that's it. The present, you're stuck in the present. You're literally stuck there between two mirrors, two time mirrors. Well, friends, that's all the time we have for today. I'm so glad that you joined me. It's a miracle that we could be together like this. I don't know that there's enough opportunities where people join together like this over the radio or the television. This isn't television. I realize that. We don't need pictures. You know what a human being looks like. I'm here to tell you, or excuse me, to remind you of something you already know. And that's what a human being feels and why you should care. I learned long ago to connect myself subtly to other human beings via an invisible neuron, a nerve that could not be seen because it is subtle. And it is connected to other humans so that I may feel a little of what they are feeling. I can slightly imagine what they're imagining. It helps me not hurt. It helps me help. It helps me help myself by understanding others around me and how they see me. If I can hurt others less and I am less of a source of pain to them, well, can't they help me more? Now, you might say, oh, I'm burdened by feeling what others feel. Well, I've been hooked up to this system for quite a while, and it is not debilitating. I don't feel 100% what they feel. I just get enough to know what's going on. It's more like an alarm or something that goes off, saying... Your friend is feeling pain. They feel as if you have abandoned them. I haven't abandoned them. Well, you're making me feel bad. I didn't do anything. Well, listen, just calm down. I'm not telling you to make you, to punish you. I'm telling you because maybe you want to do something about it. Just because you don't see the wound on your leg doesn't mean it's not there. Wouldn't you like to have the guts to face things, to own up? Oh, I love how liberating it is to say I'm wrong or to say I'm sorry. No one makes me say I'm sorry a million times. I usually only have to do it once, sometimes up to three, but then I feel like I'm done there if they're all sincere. So I don't mind that at all, and I like improving. In fact, I insist on it. If I go to school, if I take classes, I'll go up to the teacher and I'll say, look, I want to get something straight ahead of time. Let's come up with some sort of way that you can evaluate what I've learned. I want some sort of metric. I got to have some sort of tangible, quantifying thing that I can see to know that I'm making progress. And the teacher will go, okay, I'll come up with something. We'll do like a ranking. I'm like, go, okay, maybe clown faces. Look, just work on it, but this is what I'm saying. I want to know I'm moving uh, towards that I'm, I'm, I'm being productive here with my thinking that that my uh, my fear isn't causing pain. Oh, and what if it is? Who cares? Who cares what others feels? Who is that? It's me, uh, Callous Hardy. Oh, hi, Callous Hardy. Guess what? I am. What? Here, give me a big hug. What's going on? I'm a human pumice, and I'm taking you callous hearty, and I'm rubbing that inured skin off, and I'm exposing the sensitive skin that you may feel again. Oh, feel what others feel. Let it inside of you. Oh, I cannot imagine looking at somebody, other human beings suffering, no matter who they are, and thinking they're some sort of other or that we're not related Look at that face. I look at the face of a French bulldog or a pug or something on Instagram, and I go, "Ah, That looks like my cousin. You think that looks like my cousin? You should see people's faces. They look just like people. and People I know and me. And you don't even have to see in the mirror. I can tell you. Listen right now. These others, they have hearts like yours. They have pain like yours. They have desire that's confused. Oh, you're not winning by not feeling. Let's all let our hearts break together, you beautiful people. I know who you are. You're caring and compassionate. You get frustrated. You cry out. Say, have I been abandoned? What about these things? Why be good? Why do I care? Am I the only one? You know you're not. Come on. Come here. Come on, come here. Come here, come on. Look at you. Come on. Look up. Look at me. Come on. You're all, come on. I know it's hard. Of course it is. But you know, you, you, you committed to love. You've been loved. You got a little bit of love. Maybe it was just once for just a little bit of time. And maybe it's gone now. But you know it exists. Love's like seeing the Loch Ness Monster. You might not know what you saw, but no one's going to tell you you didn't experience it you know that feeling. You know it's there now because you witnessed it. only takes a little bit of love. Now, sometimes you can go live with the damn monster. Go right in Loch Ness. Go around cavorting with Nessie. Have Nessie be your best friend. Get on Nessie's. Say, oh, I'm on Nessie's uh, neck now. I'm hanging. Out. Oh, I think that's just a whale's willy or something. But maybe it is Nessie's neck. I don't know. And you're riding around on it, but there is proof of it. It's proof of it, and uh, it doesn't have to be there at present till you know. I've only been, now let's say I feel that way with France. You know, I'm, I know it. I went there. I have known love, and so I I'm, uh, am here to be a an amb- ambassador, is that an ambassador, here, I'll describe what I'm, um, I'm wearing a top hat and I have a sash. Is that an ambassador? An ambassador of love. I might be the mayor. I'm not sure. Again, I'm just going on what I'm wearing. But I think I'm an old-timey ambassador. I could be the ice king. There was this fella, Charles something, and he had a, He had a monopoly on ice in the like 19th century. And he was called the ice king. Look him up. And, he, and uh, that's not good. So let's not do that again. Let, and you say, oh, I thought the Ice King was from the cartoon and everything. No, and I'm not going to do the voice. It's so easy. So if you have a friend who just breaks into doing like a Tom Kenny voice, I'm sorry. I'm sure they have a huge heart. I bet they do. I bet somebody's rabbi is doing like a Tom Kenny voice at something really that probably shouldn't have as much joking as he's bringing into it. Not that humor shouldn't... Humor needs to be everywhere, am I right? Like the deceased would have wanted that, don't you think? I haven't ever done any funerals. I hope I never do. I hope I do my own. I'm going to do a... I hope I think ahead enough. There's a lot of hope in that. I've just said hope five times. I'm getting sued now by the estate. You can do your... If you plan ahead like you might with instead of doing a will, I was thinking of just doing a long recording to be played at my memorial service where I basically do my own eulogy because I don't want to burden who knew me better than me. Let's be honest. And now I'm gone. This is a from-the-grave situation. There's no reason to lie. So I'm just going to tell it like it is, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be your Hardy anymore. I quote a lot of underground tapes from the '80s, and um, because I'm old and kids, gosh, life used to be so different. Do you want me to share you some stories from back then? No, I'm gonna tell you some things we did. No, okay, listen. First of all, a lot of it is for me. I'm trying to. They say the best way, and this goes for drugs or alcohol or anything. The best way to purge yourself of nostalgia is destroy yourself with it. Just absolutely consume it until you're broken. No, that's not what you do. I'm cutting myself off. No more. It's just that. Let's say I was born in a different century, and and you'd say, oh, I I went over to old Mister Hardy's. It's weird. That's my first name. But I guess they used to do that. Old Mr. Hardy's uh, estate. I have an estate. I don't know where I got the money. And he was in his library. Library, they said it differently. The Library. I don't know how they say it. Wayne's cutting. They run things together. Westcott. I do not speak British very well. And he's studying Shakespeare again. He's just immersed in it because as a child, that's all that he had in his house was the complete and utter works of Shakespeare. And so they would, uh, he would just read that as, a, as opposed to television. Had he been born uh, a century or two later, he would, it would have been television or the internet. But in this case, it was books. The old-timey Hardy, he was uh, it was books that he was obsessed with. And so, and as you know, The Three Stooges really have their roots in a lot of the comic uh, characters of Shakespeare. Bottom is one. They're all called Bottom or something like that. Willie or let me think of some of the other Shakespeare. um, Dingle and um, Pippi Poop. And who else? They're all silly, silly characters. Mousy Strauss is one. Um Emil Sitka would be one from the old times. These are all and they go back in Vaudeville. We've heard of Vaudeville. Uh Volvi, Volvi, you would say, in the old country. And they had that back then. Oh my gosh. That stuff didn't start in the Catskills. That started in the Alps and everything. They had those people doing all sorts of comedy and everything. My root, my roots, my performance roots, they go back. They don't go back, really. I'm a clipping. So I don't have any performance roots. I, grab, I grabbed it off TV. I don't come from an entertainment family or anything. I just saw it on the television. I was like, I like to talk, and I wouldn't mind. Have a Hello, hello, I'm the fella at the fair who just picks up the microphone and starts talking. And like I said, no entertainment roots. I just grab something. And a graft, I, I said, Is this? if I can rip this off of this tree, can I tape it onto my tree and then have like a, a mango orange or something like that? So that's what I've done. And I've just I've insinuated myself into entertainment. Because entertainment, a lot of times you see it in quotes anyway. It doesn't have to be entertaining. It just has to have the appearance of something that's a presentation. And I believe that's what I'm doing. I'm speaking in such a way that it could be fiction. Maybe it's a sermon. I might be saying something that has incredible importance or resonance in your life. Imagine the timing. You're just driving along and listening to this silly show. And the next thing you know, the next thing you know, that idiot on the radio has says something that resonates with you, that sounds familiar and true, that maybe completes a piece of a puzzle. When they start talking about time flipping back on itself, something occurs to you, and you begin to see yourself in light of your future self and not just your past self. Oh, if I saw the complete arc of my life, what would I think? Why would I be disappointed? Why would I be content? Where do those feelings come from? What is keeping me from this moment? It's because I'm careening into the the future. The past can't hold me. The future's pulling me. I can't stay in one place long enough to, to really even think Hardy. I can't I can't get my footing. I feel like I'm constantly on my heels. I feel like a, 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 a cask that's being trundled on the chine by a drayman. I got that from a I got that from a book. That's from Thomas Hardy. He was describing a, a large woman getting out of a chair, and he said that she looked like a cask that was being trundled on the chine by a drayman. And uh, and that what that means is, that instead of rolling the cask on its side, you roll it on the edge of the top, the chine, the edge of the top of the cask. And uh, you roll it like that, and the drayman is a guy a person who handles casks, right, barrels. So you're rolling a barrel on its edge, so it's kind of constantly falling. But that way, you get the least amount of resistance and you can move a heavy thing. You're moving a heavy thing in this way where it's kind of falling apart, where there's chaos. Where it's in a, a state of falling over, like drunken kung fu, And I bring this form to you. I'm bringing my kung fu to you. I'm expressing myself physically. Oh, there's no limitations. I wave my arms in the air to get exercise. I pretend I am doing the form of various animals like I see in the old kung fu movies. Ooh, what animal are you? I'm one of my dogs. And I'm eating something. What are you eating? What are you eating? That's a a fight. That would be. That's how I would win. They go, what are you eating? Ooh, what are you eating? Get it out of your mouth. 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 So if you were doing the form of like, you know, Aunt Sue and I was your dog, Rufus, that's how that fight would go. Mm, I know what you're thinking, Hardy. What? What? No, I'm I'm interested. You tell me. Tell me so I have something to say next. Did you take it? Did you take the thought? You knew what I was thinking. You took it with you. Oh, please return it. I'm going to share it anyway. You didn't have to steal it. Bring it back. I want to tell everybody. Okay, listen. Oh, I don't mind putting my hand out and taking your hand. If you don't mind the hand-holding thing. I don't like, I'm ambivalent about touching. You know, sometimes it's okay. It's context, isn't it? It's powerful. Oh, human beings, the power they have over us even ones we don't like. You've discovered that online, have you not? You say, oh, how am I affected by the opinions of folks that if I was sitting in the same room as they, you know, I would understand that uh, there's something going on there. They're, uh, maybe they don't have my best interest in mind. But here, gosh, everybody seems the same. So that voice that's coming from the, from the darkness you know who is that you're an idiot who said that me who are who are you
0: i'm your enemy
1: yeah but who are you you're better okay well why why are you picking on me
0: cuz you're an idiot
1: all right all right well could you just leave me alone
0: no i want to destroy you
1: okay well well why why
0: you make things worse for me.
1: All right. Well, I don't even know you, though. Who are you?
0: I don't need to tell
1: you. Okay. Listen, though. Um, Maybe I... Um...
0: Why don't you just hang up?
1: Okay. I didn't know that was an option.
0: Yeah, you hang up.
1: All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, then I just had to get offline there for a minute. I didn't realize that was, a, that was an option. And, you know, that really could have been uh, me. Talking to me too. A lot of times that'll happen. I realize, oh gosh, that voice is me. It's coming from inside the head, and I don't want to do that. My my goodness, this is a uh, my, my head should be safe for me. So I, and I, so many times it's not. I don't know what to tell you. I'm glad it's not when I'm talking to you. A lot of times, could you imagine the mess I could make if I let those if I thought those things were true? If I started saying things about myself that were hurtful or hateful, and then you might think it would be okay to say those things about yourself, and then that invisible fiber, that little neuron that connects me to you, I'd feel it go off, the alarm would go off. And what have I done? You know, if you're sharing the same stream, don't poison it. Don't poison it. If you're living in the same house, don't poison the air. There's nothing wrong. We're all connected. It's okay. It's all right to be a human being. I'm sorry that you are related to all those people that look like you. You think they don't, which is so strange. Could you imagine, like, any other kind of species? Alligators, look. that's another alligator. Yeah, right. In my book, barely, barely alligator. What do you mean? <laughs> those low lowlifes, look at them. They look exactly like you.
0: Exactly like you. Uh, oh, take that back.
1: See, that's the thing. It's the, uh, I guess it's like the narcissism of minor differences, which is uh, an alligator named Freud. Freud the alligator said that. And uh, he realized, poor Freud, man, Freud smoked, his jaw dropped off. And that's an alligator has such a large jaw. And that it really affected. He could not, after that, no gazelles couldn't eat a gazelle but had contributed a lot to alligator psychology. And the, the negative flip side of that is that has contributed a lot to alligator PR and propaganda. Hardy White, are you propaganda? Yes, absolutely. I believe I am. I am definitely propaganda. I am definitely advocating for a position. And that is love and acceptance love compassion so yes i can't say i'm not say oh you're being confusing and if that i don't want to be confused on that that one i want to make a stand is uh, uh love and acceptance of human beings uh compassion for all for all living things and um so that i'm that i'm going to be pr- pretty resolute on everything else up for grabs the language of it up for grabs everything else Up up for grabs. So then I don't, I will be confusing other than that. And, um, but that I'm going to go ahead and and make a stand on. And I love you. And uh, as far as uh, everything else in the world, well, I believe in confusing and and obfuscating everything that might lead us towards uh, dividing. So just try to make it very difficult to form groups, like be disruptive, uh, get in there, uh, keep people from uh, accidentally uh, alienating one another by creating others and outsiders. And you can do that by just, um, for a lot of things. I'm not saying you shouldn't like things, but they always go a little far. You know, I, I'm there is you go from being a fan of something, I like the bumpy bumps, I like the Bumpy Bumps, too. I like their music. Also, I'm in a Bumpy Bump militia where we want to make everything. No way. How did you get? Well, there's many steps that got me there, but that, that was the end of it, really. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I guess anything can be taken to that uh, point where you use it as a, as a way to differentiate you from, from another group or anything like that. So I have a group of people that have lots of things that they don't have in common. It's the not anything in common, common group. I like to think that about the show. That might be, I've met a lot of people who have listened to this show over time. Now it's been on 120 years. And so I've run. I, you run into people. Not at the store so much because they don't know what I look like. But a lot of times they'll go, Dear Hardy, my name is... Uh, Joan or something I'm coming to your can we go have coffee and then they'll see me and then they'll say hey we are different but we are the same I appreciate what you're doing and I just wanted to have coffee with you and give you this that I made out of uh, yarn because thank you very much so that's a that's been eye-opening to me. And I thought I only had the two eyes, but I have many, many more. Every time another eye opens, I realize how many I have. It's frightening. I must be some kind of spider because I keep seeing more. And I thought there wasn't more to see. And every time I meet somebody and every time I I, I talk to you, oh, oh listener, this is a thing that amazes me. I'm going to let my guard down a little bit. I'm going to tell him, in fact, Hang on a sec. Listen, uh, you can go. Are you sure? Yeah, just go ahead and go.
0: Are you Are you sure you don't need guarding?
1: No, I'm just gonna. You can go downstairs. All right. All right. My guard's going down. So now I'm going to tell you some things. This is a um, This is what amazes me. So I have been doing this show for many years now. And. Often, sometimes it feels very, very precise to me. I'll be saying exactly what I want to say or I will have prepared some amazing way to say it. I will put on a lot of hours maybe making some kind of music that goes just right with what I'm saying and act something out. I'm in the woods. I'm on the... I'm on a pier, I'm fishing on a pier, and up uh, walks a, a dead relative, an uncle I haven't seen. He's been dead for years, and we start talking as if in a dream, and I will make a dream on the radio, and I'll be very proud of myself and say, that seems like something good, and then other times I will merely talk, and I'm not even sure if I'm saying anything. And then I'll meet somebody who has listened, And the patience that's required to listen to something that might not be obvious or might not be perfectly crafted. That's the other thing, too. You know, you're you're looking through a scrap box. It's like more like an experience. Instead of going to a museum, it's like going to a junk shop. You know, it's like going to an antique store and you sort of make your own museum experience by looking for things that are relevant to your life, that interest you, but you bring a little more to the situation because it's not curated. You're in charge of it. And so when I meet somebody like that, I can't tell you how much I'm blessed, how much I'm excited that we made a connection, that I'm doing something that's, uh, worthwhile maybe that maybe sometimes there's a little too much emphasis on making things
0: just right or just slick or
1: polished or something like that. you know, and that's good too. I love that. I love well made things. I'd love that. I'd love that on the radio and but I also love chaos. And I also love spontaneity, and I also love disaster, and I also love things going wrong in a blessed way. And I also love what happens when we take off the constraints. I like what happens when you take away your inhibition, when you just let it out. And sometimes the human heart needs that. It needs to run naked in a field of other human hearts. It needs to reach out in a really primal way. It needs to yell for acceptance and say, I need love. I'm so lonely. I'm craving love and acceptance. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of being an idiot. I'm afraid of being cast out. I'm uh, afraid of not having allies. I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of pain. I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of the unknown pain. I'm terrified and confused. How do I even find my footing? Haven't you felt that? From the day you went out on your own, even if you're not out on your own, you go, how am I supposed to, this is like, like log roll, like walking on a log. Is there ever any solid ground? Do you ever get to just take a minute and stand there and figure things out? No. You you don't. Hang on to other people. Hang on to others. That's how that's how I've done it. I just absolutely put myself at the mercy of other human hearts and say, I'm going to let my. I I have too many defenses up. I am too scared. You know, I am scared of what I crave. I'm scared of what I want most. Oh. And then I said, I got to get over this. It's going to kill me. I got to get over it. How am I going to do it? How am I going to be myself? I can't be myself. I'll be I'll be rejected for being myself. I'm not. I don't have what these other uh, folks have. Maybe you know who's going to love me unless I pretend. And uh, you'd be surprised because the pretending's the problem sometimes. You know the fears. It's making its own problems. And when I cast that out and I was able to be a little more vulnerable, the kind that won't break you. You know, you don't want to be foolish. I don't want to go out there and, 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 and be foolish. I don't go out and stand nude in a thunderstorm waiting to be struck by lightning. But, you know, I also don't go swimming in a in, in suit of armor. So my protection is appropriate now. And I bear myself... And I say, I'm going to accept it, you know, because you can't, you have to reach out a little bit. And that wasn't me. And it was always being uh, misinterpreted. That's the worst, you know, you thought if you're a shy, lonely person and people think you're arrogant or stuck up or something. And then it turns out that you you're you, you're both, you know, say, well, well, that's complicated. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm going to have to, I can do I can work on both of those at the same time. So, you know, I had that going on. I was all, I was shy, so I felt inferior, but I also felt superior. That's hard to say. Not I know that sounds weird, but I always felt like, well, I got, I got, you know, I'm too uh I'm too cynical to to do that. I'm too um you know, I know too much to be vulnerable. So it was more like that. I wasn't able to be as good a friend as I could, I think. And now, now that I've just let go, now that I float, now that I'm less afraid, now that I sort of want less, I have more. I don't know how it happened. And so, uh, I mean, I know I'll be, at some point I'll just drift off, right, and then I'll be gone. But wow, did I make the right choice to unharden my heart, to not have to lash out when I'm afraid. You know, to just uh, cry when I'm scared and get it out of there and move on. But uh, my fear was, was doing that. That fear, oh, it'll transform you. The fear'll get you saying things, even people I know, good people, when somebody like let's say. Uh, Like, let's say right now, if there was somebody said something on the comments or something that was cruel. You know, my inclination, all of us, all of us, every single one of you, uh, Mr. Rogers and every saint, would want to lash back. It's just instinct, you know, is your fear turns to anger. It's injustice. You feel an injustice has been done. And anger is absolutely, anger is appropriate in the face of injustice. So if someone says somebody something hateful to you or you think it's going to uh, hurt somebody else, your anger is absolutely appropriate. And then the next step is what's important, you know, because the next step could be hitting back. And this is where you got to be, this is where you got to find your subtlety. Cause am I'm, I'm not saying don't react. I'm saying strategize your reaction for maximum compassion and better outcome. Because the uh, what we want are we want a lot of hearts lifted up. We don't want a list of people that we have to punish. So I would rather turn people around. Boy, I'd rather. It's so much easier. To turn, now I don't know how to do it. You're saying, "Well, you're telling to do something impossible." I know, I know. I just know in theory, in theory, this should be the way. And I think for we've been, you know, destroying ourselves for thousands of years, and that theory has been out there the whole time, going, is there, "Is there
0: a way we can do this without killing one another?"
1: But I think I'm really, I'm, I'm all in on yes, there is. So uh, at least I won't be. So I try, to be, I try to understand more and learn more about people, why we do things, why we say things, and, and try to put things in context more. I try to get my picture bigger and bigger. I try to drag the past and the present into it by using a time mirror. What's a time mirror? Well, a time mirror is something that allows you to stand between the past and the present And see them all. Just like I said at the end of the show earlier. Right? When is it now? I'm so confused. Are we at the beginning of the show or the end? I think it's neither one. We might be in that, what they call that mushy middle. Oh, I tell you. Uh, Extremism in the service of centrism is no sin. No, I don't know what that means. I'm not that. I'm. Not. What side are you on? Oh, what, what do you mean? What side of a coin? I always thought the edge was the side. No, that's the edge. So the flat parts are the sides, but it only has two sides. Well, it can't just have two sides. It has some substance. A coin is not a, a two-dimensional object. It's three-dimensional. So that thing around it, that's a side, too. If they had a hole in the middle like a subway token, I don't think they have those anymore. Just play along. Then that'd be a side too. Now how many sides does a Taurus have? A donut. How many sides to a donut? That seems like there's there aren't until you frost a side. Then you realize it's semantics. It's what there's only a paradox if there's words. So, what side of the show is this? It's the frosted side. You know that. Mm-mm. You ever licked all the frosting off a Pop-Tart? That's something to do. They should have those in waiting rooms. Um, just for kids. Or for adults too. You have a good cinnamon frosted Pop-Tart and you lick the frosting off and by the time you get that frosting licked off you're probably, it's your turn. I went to the eye doctor the other day and they called me in there in like two seconds. I got there and I said, I have an appointment. And they said, all right, go sit down. They'll call you. And they opened the door and they said my name and I went in and they started looking at my eyes and then they kept doing it and then they let me go. And then they said, we'll see you in a year. And I said, if the Lord tarries, like that, like as an end timer. And then um, that was it. Then I was out of there with the little free sunglasses, which I liked a lot. I love that. They give you these, these well, they're rolled up, and you unroll them, and they just go on without any kind of uh, things on the ears. They're just, they go on like uh, Morpheus in The Matrix. But they're like Morpheus, if Morpheus had cataracts or something. So uh, I love that, and that made me feel cool. But I needed it because they dilate your, dilate, not dilate. That's what they say where I'm from, your pupils. And... uh so you there's more light coming in and then you get home and they go oh are you you know are you high on acid and i go no i just had my eyes checked and they say well i believe you cuz you're wearing those fold up sunglasses otherwise i thought you'd dosed no why would i just go to the medical center and do that as a cover I've seen you do that. You go in. You go to the medical center. You sit there in the waiting room. You lick a Pop-Tart. You eat some LSD. And then that's a that's a full day. But that's not me. That's not how I do it. Because I like to do a little gardening. Work that in there, too. It's been too hot. I'm going to wait till the middle of winter. And then I'm going to ice garden, which is something I just made up. I don't know how that's going to work. I guess it's just snow shoveling. And... um but I look forward to that. I'm going to do more sculpting this year. I guess if it doesn't snow, I guess I'll just sit there and imagine. I could do that too. Oh, my, my dream life, my imagination life is so rich. It's so, I feel like I should pay taxes on it or something. It really is. My dreams, they're so well made. And, um, I think they're not dream. I think they're actual TV shows, I think, is the problem. Um, And they seem like my dreams. But now that I'm thinking about it, why would they have credits? Why would I need that in my own dreams? Because isn't isn't it me playing all the parts? See? Because if it was like, uh, because I learned that when I was very young. This is a true story. When I was in junior high, someone gave me um, Gestalt therapy verbatim. And I remember reading about dream interpretation or something. And, and uh, uh, they say, you're all parts of the dream. So if you're driving a little VW, you're the VW, you're the driver, you're the on-ramp. And they go, oh, that's fantastic. What's that mean? They go, you figure it out. And they go, well, if I'm figuring it out, what am I paying you for? That's what I always thought about a lot of those books. They, they tell you right up front. They go, it's self-help. And they go, oh, then why do I need you? Self-serve. Then why am I here? There was a restaurant in town that you, uh, um, not this town, another town, where you cooked your own steak. I'm not lying, it burned down, as you can imagine. But you cooked your own steak. So they just like bring you, you could do all the cooking and the serving. I'm like, why do you have to go to this place? And why would you go, oh, let's barbecue indoors. No. So I like to, if it says self, self self-storage, I'm all right with a little bit. But other self things, maybe I want somebody there. Uh, You couldn't pump your own gas in some states. I think there's still some where they make you, is it New Jersey or something? They make you, um, somebody pump your gas still, which is nice. I used to like that. People come up in a uniform and they'd, Tap the brim of their hat, and they'd say, "Ethel." And you go, "No, it's Hardy." I know. I know, Yes, Ethel. Go ahead. And they put the high-test gasoline in there, and uh, make your runabout putter like a kitten, purr, roar, purr like a tiger, or whatever the expression is. And um, now they don't have that. They have self-serve. And self, everything is the self. No, that's okay. So that's your whole perspective on reality. So I'm not going to put down the self. That's you. You're you're it. You're the center of all things. I know that's, that's frightening. But um, I don't know why that is. I feel that way too, though. So just heads up. I'm also the center of the universe. Everybody you meet is. It's it's trippy they everybody thinks they're the one everybody thinks they're neo everybody's the star of their own movie and some of those things are a tragedy you don't even know what kind of movies people are living in Woo! hardcore so i'm living in a light comedy i hope it's like it's a little sentimental um Right, I mean some of it's some of it's clever, some of it is like Robin Williams going, "Oh, don't die." And I don't know, so it's like a little heavy-handed, but most of it's pretty light, I think. S- silly comedy. But you know, you got to but even the Simpsons has a little bit, you know, I love you, Homer at the end of the day or whatever. And that's what I feel like too. Just a little love, you put a little love in there for for flavor. And then the rest is absurdity. And there's no reason why real love and compassion can't be mixed with absolutely insane absurdity and uh, surreal, nonsensical chaos. Right? Because, boy, I'll tell you, if the cruel are confused, that can't be bad. If those with hate and malice in their heart don't know which way is up. That sounds like a lovely idea. Confuse. Obfuscate. Change the rules. Be, why, you know what you got to do? You got to watch one of these kung fu movies where they've got some kind of crazy master. Either he's a mad Taoist or he's one of these drunken masters. And, you know, misdirection, expectations. If you change expectations in a battle, you don't have to strike a blow. You don't even have to strike a blow if your opponent doesn't know where your head's going to be at any given time. They'll just punch thin air because they think they know where you're going to be. They think they know who you are because you think you know who you are. But if you change that and you become who you really are and you transform into something greater, something that can't be as... Uh, wounded by that oh yes your physical body can be killed or imprisoned but we're talking about uh, taking control of the most important thing and anybody who has been oppressed will tell you that the liberation of your mind is what is important your mind must never go to prison you must always always have that love you must always be there for yourself And you'll always be free in the deepest sense, right up to the point that you're being destroyed. You can be uh, in the middle of the time mirrors and in infinite, in all directions. You'll be unable to be restrained or unable to be held captive on the subtle level. And you might look like you're in a prison in chains but you're everywhere. Oh. Oh, I'm here to help. Unleash that heart. Let's do it together. I am my foolishness am breaking out of those who would uh, hurt and condemn and torture for their own pleasure or power. Oh. Oh, you have disrupted the great uh, flow of life and uh, light flowing through things. And it has been activated. And the mirrors have been turned upon us. And we are here. You and I. And all the hearts that yearn to be connected through our subtle neuron that we may feel each other's feelings just enough to be aware to be connected that we can be one and and ourselves at the same time oh oh that feeling thank you for your love and affection and patience i you make my life worth living i get my sustenance from you i get it from your attention from your kindness From your thoughtfulness, if you were to go out and think for even two seconds about anything I've said here today, you have given me the greatest gift one human being can give to another. Thank you so much. You are listening to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, 91.9 in Rockland County, and New York City, New York and online at WFMU.org, worldwide on the Internet. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. What a blessing this is, this whole radio station. You know it, WFMU coming to you every single day, all day, all night, all the time. When you wake up in the middle of the night and your heart is heavy or you're scared, you can put this on. And you know there will be another soul there taking you on a journey saying, it's okay, I'm here too, I'm up too, I'm up too. We'll be together. Don't worry. Hold my hand. Hang in there. I love you.